0: You know, try to learn the world from a lot of different perspectives. Don't be scared to learn somebody else's point of view, because maybe it will be that situation which will completely change your life.
1: this podcast shows that ukraine is not what foreigners see on television to help ukrainians we need to break the stereotypes because ukraine is not just a former soviet country nor chernobyl the next and new generation of ukrainians today have unlimited potential this podcast is to break the stereotypes about ukrainians and show the greatness of ukraine to the world then from 2018 to 2019 for two years i began working with unicef in ukraine to help build orphanages for ukrainian children i couldn't return to kiev because of the pandemic so this project is my volunteer work to help ukraine and thank you all so much for the support more than 120 people participated in this project for ukraine from the vice president of the helen marlin group to the vice chancellor of the ugcc church to the president of the erasmus student network kiev to the president of the world trade center kiev to students from the flex program yale university harvard and the london school of economics to the united nations to interns at the Ukrainian Parliament and at the Canadian Parliament, to top 1% students in Ukraine, but not only them. This project is for all Ukrainians from all backgrounds. So please support this podcast by sharing an Instagram story today and mention the page aziz.future. My goal is to make interviews with hundreds of Ukrainians and the world is Listening, this podcast is already top 100 in France and Switzerland, top 60 in the United Kingdom and Japan, top 50 in Germany and Canada, top 25 on Apple, Russia, top 15 in Poland and Australia, and top 10 in Norway, Sweden, South Korea, and many other places. This is now officially the number one podcast on Apple about Ukraine. Together, we will break the stereotypes. Together, we will help all other countries discover and respect the greatness of Ukrainian people. And this good reputation will support the development of Ukraine, creating more opportunities for every Ukrainian to have a better life. So let's begin. My guest today is Yulia Turba from a small town near Lviv, Yulia is a FLEX alumna 2016-2017 and is still a volunteer at FLEX events with over 500 hours of volunteering work and she has completed eight social projects. Now, she's a BA scholarship recipient at Corvinus University of Budapest, Her passions include photography and ceramics, and she dreams of traveling to Australia and surfing on the waves there. Yulia is a polyglot speaking English, Polish, and intermediate German, and she describes herself as a very chaotic and random person, which causes people to have trouble with her sometimes. She likes cooking, but she never bakes, she was part of a ukrainian folk dancing group for six years and to make the most of life she feels she needs more than 24 hours in the day Yulia, how are you today
0: hi i'm good just a lot of work today but i'm very very excited to participate in the podcast and speak to you
1: thank you very much and i will begin with a choice if you could only do one of these activities For the rest of your life and it's a cruel question but if you could only do photography but nothing else or you can cook but cannot do photography or dance or you can dance every day all to your heart's content which one of these three will be the closer to your heart most meaningful and the one you choose
0: Probably photography, because this is something I have been doing since I was a very young teenager. I never had a camera, I never had a professional camera, but I would uh, steal the, the very small and tiny camera from my uncle, and go outside, take pictures of flowers, of different animals, of myself too, and edit them in a very funny way in uh, one of our uh, editor apps, which was in the BK social network. Um, And just recently, I got a chance to buy a professional camera just for myself. Um, I do not make a lot of money out of photography. I take pictures... um, for people who are in my networking and who are my friends uh, or the friends of my friends. Uh, But I don't make money, but this is something that brings me a lot of pleasure and this is something that I really, really enjoy doing. This is my inspiration and this is how I would love to spend my leisure time. Of course, if I had a chance, I would definitely do it as a full-time job, but currently it's not that possible And I have too many different interests to dedicate myself only
1: to. Thank you very much. So if I understood correctly, since you were a little girl, you were in love and passionate about photography and you'd steal or borrow (laughs) Uh, in a way your uncle's uh, small camera and go out and take pictures of flowers of yourself of things that are in your environment and you return home and use the vk apps to edit them in a funny way and recently you had a chance to buy a professional camera and you're in love with using it but it's not something you make money or serious money out of you take photos of people in your network and you love to do it in your free time and if someday you could become a professional photographer, it would be like a dream come true. Is this a correct understanding?
0: Yeah, it's pretty much a correct understanding. Of course, I, I would really love to do photography full-time, but currently it's not that possible. So we will see in the future, but that's a correct answer.
1: Thank you very much. And to focus more on photography in a granular way, to you, What criteria or what thing do you look for in a picture to know and think, wow, this one is great?
0: I think emotions. uh, As I'm a very um, empathetic and emotional person, I also expect uh, from people who uh, I am taking photos of to show me some emotions, to show me something they feel. I don't really like fake and you know, fake postures or fake posing. I really like it to create the photo shoot the way that everybody feels relaxed, and we kind of tell a story, or at least we try to. We try to actually show the story and show what the person wants to tell people. This is what I'm looking for when I'm taking pictures of others.
1: Thank you very much. So what I heard is you look for real emotions as you're an emotional and empathetic person and therefore you don't like fake poses or people pretending. You want it to be real and therefore you create a relaxed environment for people as well as you try to capture the story and the message that the person wishes to send. Is this correct?
0: Yes, exactly.
1: And well, stories... I'm really curious, what would you define a story? Because if you went to a Hollywood script writer, they will tell you, oh, a story, it needs 300 pages and X, Y, Z steps, but you only have one frame and one picture. So what is storytelling in photography? And how do you know if a picture shows a story or doesn't? Mm,
0: Let me think a little bit about this. You know, I think that... You can see a story in the picture on, um, you know, quite an intuitive way. So, you have to feel it. It's not that you can read. It's not something you can, I don't know, find out in the script or in the description. It's something that you have to feel. And for me, the story is definitely... Well, the story can be different. Uh, Stories are are all different. And uh, for some people story is something that is in a you know a huge books 450 pages and uh, the the tiny little font uh, but as for me the story can be everything it can be even one word it can be a few sentences it can be a very long novel so a story can be also a sight. some the way the person looks at you that's also a story a story that's something that i don't know you can see a picture you can see a thing on the table that's also a story so the way that you interpret it for yourself that's a story it's also pers- it's all personal
1: thank you it's all personal is the way you interpret anything whether one word or a glance from a person or a frame or a picture and it seems to me and please correct me if this is wrong you are a highly intuitive person is this correct
0: Yes, that's very true I am a very intuitive and I am a very empathetic person so I see and I feel people I feel their emotions I feel uh the way they what's going on inside of them and I don't know. On the one hand, it's quite good. On the other hand, it's not that good because sometimes a person can be, can you know, feel something bad or suffer from something, or they can have a bad mood, and I immediately take that mood and I'm you know becoming that person. So it's not always um, a positive thing.
1: Thank you. So I, ima- I imagine if you walk in the street and people are passing by, it's almost as if they infect you with their energy whether negative or positive and therefore there is a bit of vulnerability being around people uh, especially strangers that might not be in a good mood is this correct
0: yeah pretty much that's that's very true but i'm I'm really working on it because i don't think this is the key of the healthy lifestyle if i'm going to uh, catch everybody's mood I'm not going to be able to feel anything of my own feelings. So I have to be super careful with this.
1: Thank you. And what do you do in order to be super careful about this? Because it's in many ways subconscious. And any person who's near you, I mean, I don't know if you can just build a wall or something, but how do you protect yourself from that energy that you might be not desiring to feel but it comes to you
0: right so there are basically a lot of different ways uh, how to do that and every person picks their own most suitable uh way on how to get protected from other people's emotions and not to take them personally um i read a lot of psychology and i'm trying to uh actually mm, you know dig dig inside myself and uh, take a look at, at myself from the inside and see what vulnerabilities I have and how do I have to work on them. And uh, especially with this problem, I discovered a very nice way for myself um, on how not to take uh, somebody else's emotions is to certainly... I, I, I built an imaginable, imaginable wall between me and that person and I'm trying to be supportive. I'm trying to listen to that person. But I'm having a dialogue in my, in my head, which is saying, Yulia, don't take these emotions because they are not yours. They are this person's emotions. You're not going to be ba- a bad person if you're not going to take them. You can be supportive. You can advise something. You can suggest something. You can hold somebody's hand and be there for them. But it doesn't mean that you have to take this condition. So that what helps me.
1: Thank you. And that sounds like a great exercise. So you have a voice in your head that comes and has a dialogue with you, recommending right. you don't take people's energy. And you imagine a wall between you and the person, but you're still supportive and you still have compassion. You just don't take on their energy and emotions is this correct
0: yes exactly exactly that's quite a useful way you can also try if you have something like that
1: thank you very much and if people you know if you think that as an intuitive person that there are no coincidences everything happens for a reason and to verify do you believe that Mm -hmm. or do you believe that the world makes no sense
0: it's a quite a hard question but i really really like it so thank you very much for it um do you mean that if I believe that uh, everything happens for a reason or if the world is a very random thing? yeah, which which, which one,
1: one do you believe and share your thoughts about uh-huh.
0: this? You know it's um, it's a very philosophical question. personally, i tend t- I tend to believe uh, in uh, the statement that everything everything happens for a reason, and uh, people are coming to us. Uh, for a reason and whatever we are right now it's the right time and the right place Uh, but i do believe in it because i like spirituality i like psychology and this is one of the very one of the very nice ways on how to calm yourself down because um, i don't know if it's true nobody knows if it's true it may be true maybe not maybe it happens maybe it's just a you know imaginable statement but the fact that this statement helps people to survive hard times very very is very very true. You know when I had a when I was applying to a flex program for the very first time, uh, I had a I became an alternative candidate. So I was I was preparing for a visa, I was waiting I just I was just waiting for my status to be changed and there was a chance 50-50. 50% that I would go to America and they would change the status and I will be, you know, a direction student and 50% chance that I wouldn't. So they wouldn't change the status for me. And it was my birthday. It was the end of May and it was the last day of, uh, of the statuses to be changed and my status didn't. So I was very, very upset. But Then I started, again, having a conversation with myself and I started reading a lot of different articles, reading a lot of different... Um, a lot of different thoughts about it and I just understood you know I calmed myself down that everything happens for a reason maybe if you flew to America that something would something bad would happen or something unexpected would happen or you were not prepared uh, that much to be alone in on a foreign continent uh, dealing with your problems and so on and this actually helped me so you know i I live with the statement in my head, and it's it's quite good because um, it it helps me to live easier simply easier.
1: Thank you. So what I heard is in many ways, you're believing or adopting a more pragmatic attitude where we don't know whether the world makes sense or doesn't whether the world is full of coincidences and chaos, or everything happens for a reason. But for our own inner balance, good thoughts, and emotional well-being, to believe that everything happens for a reason is a superior attitude, and therefore helps us live easier. Is this correct?
0: Right. Yeah. This is totally true. I would. Even, I, I. I. I say that.
1: Thank you, and therefore do you look often or is this a new kind of maturity evolution because most intuitive people are not so pragmatic and aren't so practical but it seems to me whether the technique of putting a wall and telling yourself those things to not take over and take on people's energies or now telling yourself that everything happens for a reason those are very practical Pragmatic ways to have an easier life. Is this something you always had, or is it something that you decided or life taught you to change?
0: Uh, Actually, this is something that life taught me to have to get. This is the skill that I developed over time. And uh, I would say, you know, until I turned 19, I had a pretty stable, pretty wonderful life at the age of, uh, 18, I had everything I wanted. I had a fel- healthy family. I had a scholarship in a nice European university. I had the love of my life. I had friends. I had a very nice life. And then, uh, at some point, you know, some challenges happen. And in the end, when I turned 19, I, uh, got a major change in my life. And, um, uh, it was a very very difficult time, so I started learning myself. I started um, looking at myself from a different perspective and trying to see uh, what skills do I have hidden, what characteristics do I have hidden in me. And through the psychology, through a lot of work with, uh, um, with you know, with different people through the communication, I discovered. Um, that certain things they do exist in us they just have to be developed so maybe this skill to you know at this pragmatic way existed in me but it was just not developed well so i don't know maybe uh that's just uh, something i discovered in me recently and worked on it
1: thank you and that's also another pragmatic attitude which is whether we know or not if we have hidden capabilities mm-hmm. what we can assume is we have them develop them grow them and either way you will have a more a better life an easier life and more control over negative things is this a correct understanding yes,
0: right right so you know as you see, as you see i am a mixture of these two things because on the one hand i do really feel people on the, on a quite high energy levels and then on the other hand i still use a lot of different uh you know psychological pragmatic techniques in order to keep my life a bit more stable and more easy and easier
1: thank you and then again i have to ask you about people since you feel them at that deep level What do you think is really the source or difference in energy between people? And are there kinds of people that in group have similar energy? Or does each person have their own tasty, unique flavor of energy when you experience them? And where do you think it comes from? Is it something metaphysical and spiritual, whether the negative energy or the positive energy? Or is it just their personality or what is going on if you were to define what energy is and whether it's uh, very unique to each person or groups of people have similar identical kind of energies?
0: And that's a very interesting question because currently two people in my uh, head are fighting. The first person is the the spiritual one and the second person is the, uh, the sociologist in me, which uh, says... Everything in person's life comes from childhood parents and all of the different social factors and so on and so on. And on the other hand, another person in me says, uh, these are resources, energy levels, which people take from other people and they are born with a certain uh, with a certain emotion and so on and so on. So, you see, I don't really know. Uh, I don't I cannot I don't really have the one answer to this question because the world is way too big. And we can take a look at this uh, question from a lot of different perspectives. Uh, And I'm currently discovering all of them. I'm trying to discover a lot of different perspectives, a lot of different ways, a lot of different um, um, things that influence a person from various specters, from various sides. And, um, you know, the only thing I believe in is that there are no good or bad people there are no um how do i say the you know people are very very unique but it's not because they have a specific characteristics one person is for example very generous and another person is jealous or another person is always happy or something people don't have characteristics they have resources i believe that all people have resources and at certain stages of life um, one type of resource is higher than another one and they are interchangeable and it depends what we feel ourselves with. If we feel ourselves uh, ourselves with good emotions, good lifestyle, um, good food, good communication, something positive, something that we enjoy, that the level of our certain resources, for example, I don't know, happiness, um, generosity and so on is higher but if if we have too many challenges in life we cannot cope with and we fill ourselves with bad emotions with uh, with the negativity then the level of our resources is higher uh well people do have different energy levels but i believe they can grow they can grow they can increase them they can work on themselves
1: Thank you very much. It reminds me of the old um, Native American fable that each one of us, there is a, a, a dark wolf and a, a light wolf and then which one will grow depending on which one we feed. And that's yes. uh, in many ways, it's about those resources. And then to ask you two things, do you believe that the challenges of life are more that the universe doesn't give us what we want but it gives us the lessons we need and therefore it forces us to develop the resources in us and the capabilities that were hidden or do you believe that that's a nice thought to have but the world is too big and too complicated to make such an assertion that is number one but okay not to ask too many questions please comment on this and then we'll Dive Her, more
0: i do believe i do believe that the universe or god or whatever you believe in gives us certain challenges either as karma or either either as a lesson and they try to lead us to the right place to where we really truly belong and it's our responsibility to take that chance to see that chance to see that challenge that it's actually not something bad and we don't have to be victims you know a lot of people suffer because they turn their victim regime and uh, the victim mode i would say better the victim mode and they try to uh you know complain why this is happening with me why only me uh, why this is not happening with them but only with me this is not correct this is not right because you can stuck in this condition and if you accept the challenges that happened if you just sit and talk to yourself and say well yes this happened yes, this is something that God or universe uh, sent me. This is the challenge I have to overcome. If, the, if, if it was meant to be for me, then, well, okay, I have to do that probably. Then if, if, if that happened with me, it means that it's not that hard to overcome because I, I think that I have enough resources to fight it or to do it. So probably this is my opinion on this.
1: Can you please then comment what do you mean with enough resources what are the resources you said the spiritual person says that we're born with them part of them and others are given to us etc explain that process in your own thought what are we born with not the sociologist from the childhood trauma thing but the resource person that is fighting let them win a little bit and tell us more
0: Yeah, right, the sociologist person in me is quite boring because he tries to use different sociological boring theories. Um, Well, from the spiritual uh, or, you know, my own perspective of of, um, of my viewpoint, um, well, I think people are born, um, I don't want to say with equal resources because, you know, we all are born in different families, in different locations, with various different um, things that influence us from the day one on earth Uh, so I don't want to say we are born completely equal resources inside but um, I believe that people are born with something they are meant to be born and where they are meant to be born this is not something that we can choose so we can just accept the fact that that happened and we uh, were stuck exactly on that place but Regarding resources that we can fill ourselves um, up, you know, this point of view is kind of connected to the sociological point of view because, from the sociological perspective, the child is very vulnerable from the day one. Because, firstly, the family is uh, one of the uh, one of the um, influencers, then school, then peers uh their the culture the location they are born in this is all what shapes their values and beliefs from day one the same with an energetic level with a level of energy if for example a family has you know a low type of low energy level or they uh, have too many um you know they have a victim mode or they um they suffer from lack of money from various different challenges which happen on their way, it means that also they're and they don't know how to cope with because a lot of people face challenges. But if the family or the peers or the environment the child is born in uh has too many of the bad situations or negative situations or difficult situations happening and they don't know what to do with them. So of course they have it very uh, they are stuck emotionally pretty much, and uh it decreases their um energy level it decreases their resources but if a person but a lot of people um you know they grow up and they start to be very conscious about it, so they start working on themselves on themselves uh and If we divide resources into good and bad that I believe that good resources are positive emotions, doing the thing you like um seeing, meeting new people, communication, good food, traveling, these are all good resources and the bad resources is of course um, negativity, pretty much negativity and we can uh, perceive it from our own personal perspective as we want.
1: Thank you, that was absolutely great (laughs) and if you were to analyze psychoanalyze or socioanalyze, or spiritually dig into the souls and personalities of ukrainians how would you describe it in terms of either traumas resources level of positivity and negativity and things like that to describe your own impression feeling and touch getting in touch with the um souls of ukrainians that were around you when you were in ukraine
0: Mm, also a very interesting question um if you mean how i would describe this you know energy uh of the people around me when i was in ukraine if i understand correctly the question correctly yes Uh uh-huh it's quite hard because um you know when i was in ukraine um i moved you know, I often go back to Ukraine because it's only eight hours away uh, from Budapest. So I go off and on there. But uh, speaking about the basically energy level in Ukraine, I would say, you know, Ukraine faces a lot of different challenges, a lot of different challenges. But the people there are ready to fight. You know, um, the, any problem that happens in Ukraine, people are always ready to go outside. We have a lot of different problems, actually. We have a lot of different problems in my country. And I would say the basic energy level in my country is quite low. But at least people are not blind. And uh, people know what's going on. And they are ready to fight. They want to fight. They try to fight it. uh, Because as I have already said, anything, uh, any situations which happens against the will of the society, people are ready to take Different posters and go outside and scream in front of uh, Verkhovna Rada uh, that they don't like it. And I quite I don't I don't want to say I enjoy it because this is not something that can happen should happen in a country in a democratic big country. Uh, but at least I see the spirit of my people that they they have always had the spirit. They have always suffered enough because I think Ukrainian people are quite naive. In a not in a bad way because you know I'm also a, a Ukrainian so I I consider it's on a, on a national level and I also think that Ukrainian people have a lot of traumatic experience which is still coming from the USSR times um, of the communist time communist times and a lot of restrictions that people faced a lot of different uh, you know um, hard times. Uh, with money, with resources, with uh, jobs, and so on, they are still reflecting on today's society. However, I think we are moving to a very, very bright future. I want to believe in it because i'm I consider myself quite a positive person, so an optimistic person. I hope I Thank
1: you for that to. analysis. Do you have a kind of mind that's always thinking about things, and sometimes you might worry or keep a thought? looping in your mind way more than you'd like and you sometimes would like to let go and relax your mind or is this not the case?
0: Uh, I think that it is a case but I kind of learned how not to do that because when I get a, a thought stuck in my mind when I start worrying too much about something and I know that I'm Pretty much, I cannot do anything with this situation. This is something that I I cannot change right now. I cannot just stand and change it. I cannot just stand and do something for it not to bother me. Then um, I just, again, I talk to myself and I turn this little child in me and the parent in me. So, because, you know, I believe that every person, it's from the psychological point of view too, that every person has... Uh, a person, a child, and a parent inside, which uh, from time to time speak to us. Uh, And um, I often turn this parent on and I say to myself, why do you worry so much? Why do you worry about things you cannot change right now? You will do everything possible when it will be time for that. But currently, you are, one, in a different country or something, two, you, you are far away from somebody or something, Three, it's impossible to change because that happened already in a very, very long time ago. So why do you worry so much? There is no point of worry. Just go and do your thing, live in the present, live live for the future, and we will see what's going to happen.
1: Thank you. And is that from internal family systems therapy or is it because you're a Gemini and therefore... (laughs) you think about everything as a split personality
0: Uh, i think because i'm a gemini (laughs) but i don't know i i would always explain all of my weirdness with the with the thing that uh my birth chart has three geminis inside but i don't know maybe it's a it's a family value it's something that comes from my parents because my mom is kind of um you know a worrisome person no you worrisome because
1: you were saying the sociologist and the spiritual yeah. person are fighting I
0: understand. and those
1: are two people and then the mother the father and the child okay. that's uh, a group of people
0: yeah, Exactly, exactly. exactly. <laughs> and there are so many
1: people inside you fighting at the same time right. and to speak about that energy level and photography you yeah. said you try to capture the real emotion yeah. now that we put nomenclatura as they say or verbiage to it do you try to capture people's energy levels or because you said two things there is the energy level they have Mm. but you also there is the message they try to convey which could be different from their energies some people could have negative energy and wish to portray themselves as A positive bunch and it's not fair even to tell them come i'll take photos of you and show that you're evil and a bad person and they wouldn't like that and maybe you wouldn't take it so can you describe the relationship between energy resources and emotions in photography and you as a photographer taking pictures of other people
0: uh also very interesting question i didn't even expect that we were gonna have so many interesting questions i really enjoyed um so well, I have to think a little bit about this. So you have mentioned that, you know, of course there are people with the different types of emotions, with different energy levels, with different stages in their life. It doesn't mean that the person is bad. Maybe they have a, you know, not a very positive stage in their life. They want to take a picture or something. They want to take it in a very, you know, in a cute, in a very positive photo shoot and stuff. I have never had experience with people who are, um, you know, in a wonderful, perfect stage of their life, very positive, and they want to have, a you know, quite a depressing photo shoot uh, with a black mascara running over their eyes and face and so on. Uh, so I have never had this experience, and I have never had experience who with people who were in a terrible stage of their life, a very, um, you know, cha- a very challenging and very... Um, worrying stage of their life and they would want to, to take a photo shoot with flowers and you know just have fun and stuff because i believe that the person reflects everything on their face the person reflects everything uh with their body with their body gestures with their um face expressions so i think for such people if they want to let's say lie in the uh, Mm, i'm showing the two fingers right now um if they want to lie during the photo shoot i don't think they it would be successful because that would be a lie itself uh in terms of emotions and in terms of
1: uh,
0: what they want to tell i think that eyes tell a lot of the person so
1: thank you so that assumes that lying of course and i agree with this is doesn't work and is the wrong strategy but i will play the devil's advocate if lying and the eyes tell why are there so many corrupt people who are successful in this world then how does that logic work in this case
0: well you know uh corruption i don't want to say corruption is an art maybe at some point it's also art i don't know i don't really know but Um, Yeah, in terms of successful people and that they lie, it's simply their choice. They decided to do fraud in order to be materialistic because they have very materialistic values, I think. And they are not honest. Every person has a choice and they chose this, but I still believe that karma will go back to them or somebody will be their karma. I don't know. I don't want to be negative about this. Um, but, uh, you know, even, even if we, um, I want to go back to that thing that, uh, you know, universe or God gives us a lot of things that a lot of challenges as a lesson or something like that, or certain situations, uh, because they should happen in our life. But nobody canceled the personal choice. Nobody canceled the decision that we actually make. So, um, if these people choose to be the way they want, It's not right, probably, from our perspective. From their perspective, maybe they are doing the right thing. But uh, if this right thing uh, actually um, does something bad to our people, so um, it's bad for the environment they live in, or it influences uh, masses in a negative way, then it cannot be good.
1: Thank you. And you mentioned karma in two different instances here so in your view and perspective of the world what is karma how does it work and did you experience it firsthand and you have somewhat of an unusual story about that you might share
0: um well karma is a very abstract thing which uh which we all identify personally for ourselves because some people believe in karma some people don't believe in karma um, the r- religious people they think that you know god will uh they believe in god so they think if you do something bad then uh god will blame you on it or do something to you so you will feel it a bit later the consequences a bit later some people believe it's karma i i don't know what to believe in because it's a very abstract uh abstract concept and i think that karma it's not something that you know um i don't know you do something bad for a person or you, I don't know what to say, you don't open the door to your neighbor and then immediately this door shuts you and it hurts your fingers or whatever, uh, something like that. It's not like karma, maybe. I don't know. person may identify it for themselves as karma, but I still believe that karma is something bigger. It's uh, the measurement of our overall big achievements in life if they are good or bad and uh, karma is also good it's not it doesn't mean that it's bad if you do something if you do a noble thing if you i don't know help uh, homeless people and something like that it's also karma because afterwards you will receive something very very good um i um heard a lot of stories about uh, money and karma, the connection, the correlation between money and karma, which is super interesting because uh, my friends told me that, uh, a lot of my friends, I don't know, maybe that's a coincidence or something, but a lot of my friends told me that, uh, you know, in Budapest, there are a lot of homeless people, a lot of them, and um, it's a very, very big problem, a very big problem from a sociological point of view, but uh, we try to help them, and my friends told me that, Whenever uh, they would give money or food to homeless people, they would receive, um, they would get later in life, they would have a situation or something very random that would bring more money to them. For example, my friend once helped a very poor man next to the supermarket. He bought him uh, a lot of food uh, because he had that guy had a family. And they didn't have anything to eat, so my friend bought him a big uh, package of uh, food, of different fruits and so on. And it uh, was his it was his last money. So he was like, you know, he said, "I was poor. I was poor after that, but at least I helped a person." And in a few days, uh, his um, his friend called him that there is a nice job position for him, and uh, they invite him over to the interview. So he said, I probably I believe that was karma for me. So, you know, we don't always have to perceive karma as something negative. It's also something good, which is a very good motivation to people to work and help others.
1: Thank you. And since you're very warmed up when it comes to these more philosophical thoughts, yeah, <laughs> are there some advice or life lesson or a philosophical idea that your heart feels will be good to share in this world? And the listeners might be impacted by or benefit from.
0: Yeah, I would say that, you know, you have to do what you want and what you like. And you always have to listen to your heart, but try not to turn off the rationality, of course. uh, And um, try to look for different um, signs in your life, because... Uh, The universe, the world is sending you a lot of signs every single day, a lot of opportunities for development. And it's very, very good to always stay conscious, to always stay bold and, um, you know, try to learn the world from a lot of different perspectives. Don't be scared to learn somebody else's point of view because maybe it will be that situation which will completely change your life. So this is one thing that I want to tell other people. I'm also telling this to myself, probably. Listen to other people. Don't be afraid to listen to others' opinions, because it may be life-changing. So uh, I know that um, the problem of Ukrainians in uh, small cities, in small towns, is quite big, because they don't like to accept Uh, other cultures other nations other perspectives other points of views because they consider everything as deviant uh, as unacceptable so the my call today is to listen to other people because they have they may have their own reality which you may like you never know
1: thank you yulia that was absolutely very interesting And if people want to connect with you, to send you a message, to follow your photography or projects, which social media links are the best, please share them and I will write them in the description as well.
0: Sure. So the best source would be, of course, Instagram and I'm always available there. So feel free to text me, feel free to write me there. And I'm also very grateful uh, to you for your podcast. I had a wonderful time.
1: Thank you very much, and I wish you a great day.